Day 16, March 2nd. Forked tonguedness. Dishonesty. You'll never get mixed up if you simply tell the truth. Then you don't have to remember what you have said, and you never forget what you have said. Sam Rayburn. For society to be blessed, there seems to be one measuring stick that stands out from the pages of history. We can measure the goodness and morality of the society by that measure. Were the people honest? Did they keep their promises? Were they honest and trustworthy in their marriages, families, business dealings, in their relationship with other nations, in their relationship with God? Those moments where honesty and truthfulness are greatly valued will be the bright, shining moments that the people will remember and cherish. Truth is the foundation for a fair and just society. In court, we require witnesses to swear to, quote, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because only that way can justice be delivered. And that's what's true of society at large. It's true of our lives as well. Most world religions place a high value on the principles of truthfulness. In fact, when we analyze the Ten Commandments, five of them deal with honesty. So if we get this one trait right, we will be well on our way to living a good, holy, and moral life that will bring blessing to our souls and to the world around us. But if we fail, surely misery will follow too. And, and it's a choice that we have to make every day. Will we be good and faithful stewards of our thoughts and our words? Will we keep to the straight way of righteousness and holiness, speaking the truth in love, or will we stray down the path of deception and evil, speaking the native tongue of the devil? John 8, 44. In the years following his presidency, Thomas Jefferson had two great passions, democracy and public education. He had a great dream to bring these two things together in the creation of a new public college where the students would practice self-governance. In this university, there would be no rules, regulations, the goodwill, and judgment of the students would run the college. After years of careful planning, the school finally opened. President Jefferson was overjoyed, but as the months went by, the students proved time and time again that they were not the good models of virtue and discipline and good judgment that the president had envisioned. On October 3rd, 1825, in what he later described as a, quote, most painful visit, Thomas Jefferson appeared before a gathering of students, professors, and trustees inside the now-famed rotunda at the University of Virginia. Recent unruly students' behavior had culminated in an attack on two professors with bricks and canes that was quickly followed by threats by faculty to resign. Open less than a year, the University Jefferson had conceived, designated, and championed through Virginia's legislature was suddenly in jeopardy. The president, then 82 years old and very frail, tried to remind the students of the lofty principles upon which the college had been founded. He shared that he had expected much, much, much more from the students. As he was speaking, suddenly he stopped. Tears welled up in his eyes. He was so overcome with grief that he sat down, unable to go on. The audience was so touched that at the conclusion of the meeting, 14 offenders stepped forward to admit their guilt. But they couldn't undo what had been done. A strict code of conduct was put in place and many regulations established. The former president reflected on what had gone wrong, and he realized that he had taken for granted the one essential ingredient necessary for any democracy to succeed, the virtue, goodness, and honesty of its people. Thank you for listening to our Lenten podcast, The Blessing. Remember, all the sermons from this last weekend are available wherever you're listening and also on the WC Life app.